Chair, staff is ready when you are. Thank you. And good evening. Welcome to the August 17th, 2023 Active Transportation Commission. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Hodell? Here. Commissioner Harris? Here. Uh, Commissioner Gibson? Here. Commissioner Rowe? Here. Commissioner Gonzalez is absent. Commissioner Hopt? Here. Commissioner Brazel? Here. Commissioner Granville? Here. Commissioner Lee? Just here. And Commissioner Banks is absent. And Chair Dewar Westbrook? Uh, here. Thank you. We have quorum. Great. Thank you. I'd like to remind members of the public uh, in chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. For members of the public who wish to join virtually, please refer to the agenda for the Zoom link. Once you have joined the meeting and wish to speak, raise your hand to provide a public comment when the chair confirms the public comment speaking period for your desired item. If you're online, click on raise your hand on the bottom of your screen. And in the mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option in the more tab. If you're calling in via telephone to raise your hand, dial star nine, then to unmute or mute, dial star six. Speakers will be called on by the last four digits of their phone number. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips and the raised hand feature in Zoom will be disabled. We'll now proceed with today's agenda. Please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisanon people, the Southern Maidu Valley and Plains Miwok, Patwanwintu peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. All right. Uh, please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Our first business today is approval of the consent calendar. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hand, hands raised online. Thank you. Okay. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on the item? I move to approve the consent agenda. Thank you. Second. Wonderful. Thank you both. Okay, so I have a motion um, from Commissioner Brazel and a second from Commissioner Hodell. Sorry, it's 
sorry. Hot. <laughs> I'm getting my commissioners mixed up, so I'll repeat. So I have a motion from Commissioner Hopped and a second from Commissioner Hodel. Uh, clerk, uh, can you please call the roll for a vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Hodel? Aye. Commissioner Harris? Aye. Commissioner Gibson? Aye. Commissioner Rowe? Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez is absent. Commissioner Hopped? Aye. Commissioner Brassel? Aye. Vice Chair Granville? Aye. Commissioner Lee? Abstain. I was not here last meeting, so. Confirm. Commissioner Banks is absent. And Chair Dewar Westbrook. Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Great. Thank you so much. Um, and before we move on to the discussion calendar, I failed um, to have Jennifer provide a staff presentation. So if it's okay with the group, um, we're going to hand it over to Jennifer to provide an update. Thank you, Chair. Uh, this will be a brief staff report and update. Um, I wanted to share with everybody that the report that you developed, the uh, annual report from the Active Transportation Commission, will be going to council very soon on August 29th, Tuesday. That's about a week and a half, two weeks away. Uh, it'll be the 5 o'clock council meeting. I don't know where we'll be on the agenda. Um, but I will open up the presentation, basically introduce it, and then Chair Duo Westbrook will give that presentation to Council. It's pretty exciting because it's the first commission going before Council in this format. Um, so with, with the new structure that the Clerk's Office has created. So mark your calendars for the 29th of August. The next item related to going to Council next week, the Climate Action and Adaptation Plan is going to Council. Five o'clock uh, agenda item. Um, so I uh, believe the agenda for council should be published already. You can find out more information on that. And last but not least, we broke ground this week on the Broadway Complete Streets project. So you might see there's a lot of construction happening. We have the Central City Mobility Project and then Broadway broke ground. Um, and so it's a lot of exciting new active transportation improvements happening within the core of the city, but not limited to the core. We're just those are the big ones that you see the South Sacramento River Parkway Trail West is also under construction, a very long project, uh, trail name. Uh, and we've got a few others that are in the works, but um, big news on that. And so with that, that is my staff report. Thank you, Chair. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Great report. And I appreciate you acknowledging the um, city council meeting coming up where we're going to be presenting at. So I'd really love if, if it works for folks' schedule, if you could show up. Uh, and be present for that presentation. I think it would uh, be great for the council members to hear from you all. Okay, now we will proceed to the discussion calendar for today. Uh, our first item is item number two, um, and that is the Active Transportation Commission comments on the draft 2040 general plan. And we will have a presentation from Commissioner Gibson. Uh, hello, everyone. I'd just like to first uh, thank the city attorney's office and staff uh, for helping me to be able to get together a list of formal comments that the active transportation can uh, take a moment to discuss and hopefully adopt later today. Learning the process, and I appreciate uh, we were able to continue with that, including um, uh, modifications to how it was written and what was germane or not um, with discussion offline after the committee commission. Uh, meeting. There were seven things I brought up, uh, suggested, however, four were only found germane, and we'll get into those four in just a second. 
Um, all right, I'll get into it. So, thank you very much. Um, so I just want to first uh, acknowledge a lot of hard work by city staff putting together the general plan update for 2040. There's a very ambitious plan to make a noticeable modal shift from uh, auto-oriented to begin shifting it to be uh, more active for active transportation and transit. If we really want to meet both our city's goals for active transportation and also climate adaptation, shifting from an auto-oriented uh, lifestyle uh, needs a lot of efforts. Um, however, in my view, the current general plan uh, proposal does not go far enough, and these four are some, uh, but not all, uh, ways to have us have that, uh, achieve that modal shift. Um, so the four that were found germane, language might have changed a touch from last time, but um, I'll just go into them briefly and then a little bit additional details. Uh, first one is around uh, light rail transit access, um, specifically around sidewalks and lightings. Um, the item is, ATC recommends the additional languages to policy M1.12, uh, quote, light rail transit uh, station access improvements. The city shall place at high uh, active transportation priority to ensure sidewalks and lighting are present at all residential streets within a quarter mile of all light rail stations. Uh, the second item, a new South Natomas bike trail connection to the rail yards. Uh, the recommendation would be, ATC recommends the following modified language to the proposal for SNM3, uh, American River Parkway Connections. Uh, quote, when planning walking and uh, biking improvements, the city shall prioritize uh, opportunities to provide active, transport can active transportation connections, which are not subject to regular flooding across the American River to better connect South Natomas with downtown and the regional uh, bicycling network. Uh, item three, um, this would be uh, a to prohibit new drive-through restaurants. The ATC would recommend the following. Uh, amend the policy LUP 4.12, uh, drive-through restaurants to say, quote, uh, the city shall prohibit new drive-through restaurants striking a distance requirement. Currently, the recommendation is just a quarter mile of new drive-through restaurants from transit. And four would be a new item. ATC recommends uh, the following. The city shall promote the permanent pedestrianization of city streets with the removal of regular through traffic with focus on streets in dining and entertainment corridors. Um, so as a member of the Active Transportation Commission, I have a chance to meet with most of you uh, outside the meetings, just discuss issues uh, in your communities. And one that I didn't realize how um, unfortunate was is that a lot of our light rail transit is around uh, not just disadvantaged communities, but disadvantaged communities that lack uh, basic active transportation, such as sidewalks and lighting. Um, two stations which I've highlighted here, uh, Swanston Station and, and uh, Marconi Station. Um, both, both of these are entrances where if somebody would choose to walk or bike is what they would take up, and it lacks um, sidewalks, let alone bike lanes, and also uh, lighting. Again, if we want to make sure we can have this modal shift. Everyone will be active transportation user at some point for light rail stations. So prioritizing um, specifically sidewalks and lighting will um, hopefully have us achieve that goal. Um, the second item about um, a new bike trail connection. Um, it's after I put this together or made the comments two months ago, um, and since we know that the city has hired a consultant to begin exploring options to build a new bridge to connect uh, South Natomas to the rail yards. Um, however, I want to make a very specific recommendation. The current two bike bridges um, are subject to regular flooding designed 
how it's designed for flu. Um, so for multiple months out of the year, especially in a year like this, um, we did not have good uh, bike trails connecting um, the 150,000 people to the center city. And just kind of, you know, it's quite a big difference. I ran the numbers. It's about seven miles from the entrance to Discovery Park to Guy West Bridge, which I believe would be the only um, uh, class one bike trail bridge um, uh, from Discovery Park, uh, the entrance on the west side. So I want to highlight that if a new bridge is built, um, that the active transportation component is not subject to regularly expected flooding. Uh, the third item is prohibiting new drive-through restaurants. Um, currently, there is a distance requirement of a quarter mile between uh, planned transit or current uh, transit. However, I just want to highlight that we are still making a lot of drive-through restaurants, which are an auto-dependent uh, lifestyle. Um, I've highlighted uh, a new development that's been built in my community in the River Oaks neighborhood. We do not have transit access, and there's uh, roughly five to 6,000 residents in this community. Um, on the top part, you're seeing an image of a satellite image taken roughly, well, actually two months ago yesterday, of a uh, new, new the last commercial infill development, which is a would involve a drive-through oriented, um, or only really, uh, coffee restaurant chain, a drive-through oriented major uh, fast food restaurant, and a gas station. I popped up in some open source GIS and estimated that roughly 85% of the space is dedicated to parking and um, drive-throughs, while only 15% of the space on the last commercial infill development is actually uh, oriented towards the actual buildings to provide those uh, services. I then zoomed out a little bit and got uh, a little more frustrated, recognizing that this is actually a very dense community that's being built. Um, um, South of it is primarily single-family homes. However, north of it is townhomes, uh, three-story apartments, and on the east side is small-lot single-family um, in a neighborhood called The Cove. And so for those people wanting to uh, access amenities, um, this is a drive-through oriented thing, even though it has the density that would likely promote uh, active walking communities. And the last area uh, would be a new item. Um, the city shall promote permanent pedestrianization of city streets with the removal of regular through traffic with a focus on streets and dining entertainment corridors. Uh, multiple Northern California cities, um, I've highlighted a photo from Davis and Mountain View, had temporary uh, street closures and have chosen to permanently pedestrianize them. Um, furthermore, the Slow and Active Streets pilot program, uh, from my reading of it, had pretty good support with about 60% of people reporting a positive opinion and only 26 reporting a negative opinion. And so these are uh, things people and community members are interested in. We should put in the general plan to further explore as a policy goal. Um, that's the four items and it for my slides. Uh, happy for a discussion. Thank you so much, Commissioner Gibson. Uh, before we go with commissioner comments, is there um, any members of the public who'd wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers and I have no hands raised online. Uh, Commissioner Haupt. Thank you. In, in what way were the other recommendations not germane? And maybe that's um, a question both to you and to uh, Jennifer. Uh, the, the three that were chosen not to be would be an increase to floor area ratio, uh, both citywide and around transit, uh, elimination of parking minimums and installing parking maximums. That was the second one. And the third one was specifically around the fee structure of outdoor dining. Okay, didn't you say that there were 17 recommendations initially? Uh, sorry if I misspoke, seven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably write 17, but um, I don't have that much spare time. 
Uh, Commissioner Harris. Thank you so much, Commissioner Gibson, for this great presentation. I think it is um, really important that um, we recognize the impact that active transportation has in a community and for the climate. Um, I do want to mention a recent article by the Sacramento Bee, um, which was titled, Could Historic Sacramento Corridor Hold the Key to Solving the Region's Housing Crisis? Um, it was published in July, the July 27th of this year edition, um, specifically talking about the ability of this city to implement radical change and for, for communities. And one of the things they specifically cited, um, I'm going to quote, uh, the key to a neighborhood's success, advocates say, is, was its design as a transit-oriented neighborhood where people, especially walkers, feel comfortable. And so I think it's important that we recognize that these transformational changes that's being recommended um, have huge impacts for the willingness for people to get out of their cars and walk. Because if people feel comfortable walking, they do walk. So thank you so much. Um, really think it was a great presentation and very supportive. Appreciate the thought you gave towards these recommendations. Thank you. Are you passing a motion to <laughs> I I will. <laughs> uh, I I will bring forward a motion and that we uh, we vote to to pass this uh, set of recommendations that Commissioner Gibson has presented to us. I'll second. Great. All right. Do I sit there now? Do I sit there now? Oh, yes. <laughs> Come on back. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, yes. Thank you so much, Commissioner Gibson. I really appreciate all the, the work that you put into drafting this letter. And um, I'm also in support of the recommendations. I, I noticed maybe some minor um, typos, maybe. So we, if we can. I'll move to the first slide, because I think I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Um, I was just going to suggest maybe you could address those um, before submitting it to council, but that was it. There you go. Oh, yeah. So it was on um, number one, the city will place at high of active transportation. Uh, probably at A. Okay. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, it was at very, a high very minor. Active transportation priority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that. It, maybe I was misreading it or not, but um, yeah. So that was just my only comment. Other than that, I was. Um, are, are you proposing that as a friendly amendment? Friendly amendment, yes. I think it goes to Melissa. Except <laughs> I don't think that needs an amendment. I will just make that change to okay. fix the okay. spelling error before it moves forward. <laughs> yeah, thank and you. If you catch any others, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much, Commissioner Gibson. Okay. Back to business. Um, okay, so we had a motion from Commissioner Harris and a second from Commissioner Hopped. Uh, will the clerk please call the roll for a vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Hodel? Aye. Commissioner Harris? Aye. Commissioner Gibson? Aye. Commissioner Rowe? Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez is absent. Commissioner Hopped? Aye. Commissioner Brassel? Enthusiastic aye. Vice Chair Granville? Commissioner Lee? Aye. Commissioner Banks is absent. And Chair Dewar Westbrook? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Our next item tonight is going to be item number three, Reconnecting Communities and Neighborhoods Grant Program. 
Reconnecting Old North Sacramento is our staff presentation. All right, hi commissioners. Um, thank you for listening to this briefing on a federal grant opportunity, Reconnecting Communities and Neighborhoods Grant Program. My name is Cassandra Cortez. I'm a transportation planner with the City of Sacramento and the Department of Public Works. And I'll be providing an update on the work to date city staff has completed to identify a project area for this grant opportunity. And for this specific grant opportunity, we will be applying for a planning grant for a chosen project location reconnecting Old North Sacramento. And should we be awarded the grant, we will conduct a planning study focused on programs, projects, and policies aimed at reconnecting residents of Old North Sacramento to daily needs and destinations. And by the end of this presentation, we hope for the Active Transportation's Commission's support for our planning grant application for reconnecting Old North Sacramento. So for today's agenda, we'll start off by discussing the parameters of the grant opportunity, the Reconnecting Communities and Neighborhoods Grant Program, also known as RCN. And we also had discussions with community organizations to understand, one, what should be our project area, and two, how should we prioritize potential project locations. So we'll discuss a summary of the comments we heard from our community organizations. And then next, we'll discuss the rationale behind our staff recommended project location. And lastly, we'll share some highlights of our most recent work during a community workshop to choose a project area for reconnecting Old North Sacramento. So for a little bit of background, um, the RCN program was established by the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law. And the purpose of this grant program is to advance transportation connection projects that improve access to daily destinations and needs. So things like jobs, education, food, recreation, and more. And the RCN program is very equity focused in that it's seeking to directly benefit communities who are harmed by transportation barriers. And these barriers can include barriers to opportunity, displacement, damage to the environment and public health, limited access, and more. Overall, the goals of this grant program is to restore community connectivity, either through the removal, retrofit, mitigation, or replacement of eligible transportation barriers, in order to increase affordable, accessible, and multimodal access to daily destinations. And the notice of funding opportunity was published, and applications are due September 28th of this year. And RCN applications will be rated on these seven merit criteria, um, which includes equity and environmental justice, access, facility suitability, community engagement and community-based stewardship, management and partnerships, equitable development, climate and environment, and lastly, workforce development and economic opportunity. So planning grants have award maximum of $2 million, and in the first round of the Reconnecting Communities pilot, the US DOT received 435 applications that were requesting over $2 billion in grant funding. However, only about 45 applications, or about 10%, were received an award. So we want to recognize that this grant program is highly competitive. But overall, the DOT prioritized applications from federally defined economically disadvantaged communities, especially those that were focused on the merit criteria we just highlighted. So to determine a project location, staff engaged local community organizations to prioritize potential project locations. We hosted one roundtable and several one-on-one -on -one meetings with leaders from community organizations from around the city. And some examples of organizations we engaged include Del Paso Boulevard Partnership, Greater Sacramento Urban League, Valley Vision, Oak Park Business Association, Asian Resources, Stanford Settlement, and more. And to give a summary, Highway 99 and Highway 50 in Oak Park and Highway 160 in Old North Sacramento were our top two strongest supported project areas from our community organizations. 
We heard comments from our organizations that Oak Park is experiencing a significant amount of investment, and this grant could be an opportunity to leverage those funds to create a more robust active transportation network. But however, we also heard that perhaps these investments should be spread out to other areas. And we also heard from our community organizations that the construction of Highway 160 negatively impacted the businesses along Del Paso Boulevard as traffic was diverted from Del Paso Boulevard onto Highway 160. And we heard that this area and the surrounding area could benefit from reinvestment and economic opportunities. And then lastly, for Highway 99 and South Sacramento, we heard that Highway 99 is a barrier for folks using Franklin Boulevard. However, we also heard that the city-county border creates difficulty in identifying a project area that is completely within the city boundaries. So that brings us to our staff recommendation. And our staff recommendation, based off the feedback we heard from our community organizations, as well as project competitiveness, is to pursue Highway 160 in Old North Sacramento for the Reconnecting Communities and Neighborhoods grant program. And the reason being is that Highway 160 presents a barrier to community connectivity, mobility, access, and economic development for the Old North Sacramento area. Del Paso Boulevard, which was once a thriving neighborhood corridor, began to financially decline with the construction of Highway 160. And also, there's an opportunity to connect with the existing work of the Neighborhood Development Action Team, as this is one of their focus areas. And of all the potential project areas, uh, city staff believes that Highway 160 and Old North Sacramento will be the most competitive for this grant program, and that this area has had one of the greatest struggles to revive its commercial corridor since the freeway was constructed. So most recently, city staff in partnership with the Rink Studios and Del Paso Boulevard Partnership hosted a community workshop to inform and refine our project areas for reconnecting Old North Sacramento. We had over 25 community members participate and help us inform the areas and communities that were most harmed by Highway 160. And this will be the primary focus of our planning study. And based off of the group's input and project competitiveness, the project area will be the American River to the south, Lampasas Avenue to the north, just east of the Capital City Freeway for the eastern boundary, and Northgate Boulevard to the west. So thank you so much for listening to our work to date for identifying a project area and location for this application for the Reconnecting Communities and Neighborhoods grant program. City staff have been and will continue to work on our application since applications are due September 28th. And we hope for the commission's recommendation for our planning grant application for Reconnecting Old North Sacramento. Thank you. Thank you so much for your presentation. Uh, clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. All right. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? Anyone? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Commissioner Harris. Uh, thank you so much for the wonderful presentation. Um, I'll keep it short. I uh, just wanted to say thank you so much for the, the wonderful presentation. Um, I know that there's a lot of excitement in District 2 regarding this. Um, the history of North Sacramento is, is um, perhaps longer than people recognize um, as its own um, community center. Um, and while we all experience the, the history of highways and how they divided our communities. Um, this is one area that has not found um, a, a really great way out of that um, through other means. Um, 
it is separated um, from communities, um, the surrounding communities by 160, as we were talking about, by business 80, by interstate, um, interstate 80, and also the rail um, that runs along um, the boundary. So I think it's really exciting that this is being considered. I'm very supportive. Thank you. Not seeing any other commissioners' comments. Um, I had a few. Um, yeah, also really excited about this project, and I think last time you came to our commission, we were all in full support, so excited to see that you're moving forward um, with this project. A little curious um, to know if you've had any early coordination uh, with Caltrans District 3 um, around this, or um, you know, kind of the engagement that's happened there um, since you, know, you are gonna be planning how to uh, connect people over um, an existing highway, so. I'll go ahead and let Jennifer answer that okay. um, since she's been in contact. Thanks. Great. Uh, thanks, Cassandra. Uh, Chair Dewar Westbrook, we have reached out to Caltrans District 3 to let them know, to ask them if they have any questions, and you know, looking forward to collaboration because we will win this grant um, when we do do that. We have not heard back. I literally just emailed them today um, because I wanted to make sure we understood what the boundaries were. And so we had, it was a week and a half ago, I think we had our community meeting where we were fleshing out the, how far to the east? Are we gonna to go to the, the UPR rail line? Are we gonna go all the way to Northgate? Ultimately, we heard from our community to Northgate was key, how far north? Mm -hmm. So, and then the inclusion of, in fact, the Hagenwood Community Association sent in a wonderful, well, one of their members sent in a great list of uh, concepts in the inclusion of Business 80, otherwise known as Cap City Freeway, otherwise known as State Route 51, um, the inclusion of that, uh, including just East. So we really wanted to make sure we knew that before we reached out to D3, but we have, and we're looking forward to working with them. Hope you hear from them soon. Um, great. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know it's seeming like this commission is in support, so I think we're, we're gonna move forward with, with that recommendation, but when you do submit your application, if you would like letters of support from, from us as well, I think if that's something we can do, um, would just add to the support that you already received from the community on this project. Okay, so this, this item is up um, for a vote, so I'm, Oh, and I have another commissioner. Sorry about that, Commissioner Lee. Sorry about that. Last second, trying to sneak in to speak. I kind of, um, I, I'm also all completely in support of this uh, grant application. Staff knows its city really well, so absolutely trust your, your call on that. Um, my comment is more, I wish that this had come in opposite order of Commissioner Gibson's uh, item, because I almost wish that this, I would have said something around um, this, the spirit of this grant and application program, or grant program and application, I would love to see this worked into more of the, the high-level policy of the city. So I know it's too late to go back and amend those kinds of uh, things, but not only am I supportive of this in particular, um, but seeing this happen more throughout, throughout the city and incorporated into city policy and its general plan. So enthusiastic support, so to speak. Follow up that support with a motion. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure, I'll um, motion to approve. Let's... I will second. <laughs> Fantastic, great. So I have a motion from Commissioner Lee, a second from Commissioner Harris. Will the clerk please call the roll for a vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Hodel. Aye. Commissioner Harris. Aye. Commissioner Gibson. Aye. Commissioner Rowe. Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez is absent. Commissioner Hopped? Aye. 
Commissioner Brassel? Aye. Vice Chair Granville? Aye. Commissioner Lee? Aye. Commissioner Banks is absent. And Chair Dewar Westbrook? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Congratulations. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Our next item this evening is item number four introduction to the revisions to vehicle and bicycle parking requirements project and nomination and appointment of one active transportation commission member to one project working group short title but i'm excited for this discussion um, is there a staff presentation yeah good evening chair dewar westbrook commissioners i am ryan dodge associate planner with the community development department so i'm going to talk to this project here uh, revisions to vehicle and bicycle parking requirements. We just kicked off in July. And the project overall is gonna cover uh, minimum parking mandates, parking maximums, parking management, and bicycle parking. I'm here tonight to talk to you about joining a working group for the bicycle parking portion. So a little policy context, uh, the general plan update, uh, which comments close on the 23rd, um, included key strategies uh, around this project, mainly for the uh, car parking portions, such as uh, ending minimum parking mandates, uh, but also included uh, facilitate compact mixed-use development in key commercial corridors uh, to create vibrant, walkable, and transit-supportive neighborhoods, and also right-sized streets to fit today's mobility needs to prioritize walking, biking, and transit over automobile use. Those are part of the key strategies in 2021 that inform the policies in the uh, draft general plan update. But also earlier this year, city council approved the uh, planning and zoning work program, uh, which includes this project, which includes the bicycle parking portion. And then there's also proposed policies uh, to prioritize active transportation in the draft general plan and the uh, CAP climate action and adaptation plan. All right, so the, the, the bicycle parking project scope for this project, uh, it's included in the staff report. It's about reviewing existing regulations, guidelines and standards, uh, propose uh, changes that will address elements related to requirements by type, short and long-term bicycle parking, land use and geography, uh, provisions of biking amenities such as e-bike charging facilities, uh, locker showers, fix-it stations, uh, design and placement both in the public right-of-way and for residential and non-residential development. Uh, there's public bicycle parking, uh, including integration with transit, mobility hubs, employment centers, and events, such as valet parking and major venues. Uh, there's emerging technologies as part of this project, uh, accounting for shared micro-mobility services, new bicycle types such as cargo, e-bikes, and adaptive, and their required infrastructure. So part of this project, will, uh, the bicycle parking portion will have a memorandum that will inform the, the final report. Uh, there's gonna be some research around uh, best practices around innovative parking policy strategies and management strategies, such as bicycle parking requirements that support reduced car parking demand and assure efficient use of entire parking system for all users. Review of other measures that can stand alone or be paired with car parking maximums to provide greater development flexibility and or help achieve broader city goals. 
Some examples could include enhanced bicycle parking requirements. So community engagement is a core uh, component of this project. We're gonna have six small workshops. We're calling these community conversations, uh, but we're also gonna have several meetings with this commission, uh, city council, law and legislation committee, uh, Sacramento Disabilities Advisory Commission, and the Planning and Design Commission. There'll be uh, two working groups for the project. Uh, one's gonna focus on residential areas primarily, the other non-residential, uh, which would be commercial, industrial, and mixed use. There'll be a total of four meetings for the working groups. So the meetings, the first meeting will probably be this fall at some point, we haven't finalized it, and, and the last meeting will be around uh, late winter, early spring next year. Uh, we anticipate about four to five hours total commitment, uh, including up to two hour meetings and then two to three hours of doing some research and preparation. Uh, expectations, do the work outside the meeting so you come prepared. Attend every single meeting if you can. Uh, be on time and actively participate. So a recommendation tonight before you is to appoint one commissioner to one of the working groups either the non-residential or the residential. And what questions do you have for me? Thank you so much for your presentation. Um, clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. Thank you. Um, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? Or nominate themselves? I can ask some more clarifying questions too, if you want, <laughs> before. Um, quick question for you. Um, so I noticed that you're asking for us to be on one of the two. Is there um, a reason why whoever um, is decides that they'd want to participate in this couldn't be in both working groups? Uh, there is not necessarily any reason why not. Uh, we try to keep the groups to eight to 12 members total. Currently our non-residential group is about 12, give or take. Uh, so we're kind of pushing it. The residential uh, could use a few more, um, but it's also to make sure that everybody has the opportunity that we hear many different voices. Um, so that's primarily why we went that direction. Um, bicycle parking portion of this project is, is very important, but a lot of the time spent will also be talking about car parking, which is out of the purview of this commission. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I think um, when I reviewed the staff report, I could see a, a lot of value in, in someone from this commission being represented on both groups. Um, so if there's any flexibility there, and of course, whoever decides they're interested in this opportunity, if, if they want that, um, I think it could, could be valuable for the work that you all do. Um, the second was around uh, the time commitment. Um, is there compensation for the, um, com I don't know how that works, because I know to you know, participate in these meetings, there is compensation. I don't know um, if that extends into working groups like this or how you all go about inviting people who don't work for the city. Yeah, exactly. We have an existing housing policy working group. Uh, we do not compensate folks. It's not open, open meetings, not uh, subject to the Brown Act. Uh, so it is volunteer time. Uh, compensation is you get to be involved with this project. <laughs> Reward enough, hopefully, for someone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. And then uh, the timing of the meeting is 
I'm assuming during business hours, nine to five. It could be evenings potentially. Okay. We're going to hold them virtually, um, but I'm also going to send out a survey before meetings to make sure everybody can make those those days and times. Do I have any interested commissioners in, in serving in this working group? I know we're missing a couple too, so you can check with them. One more time. <clears throat> so yeah, could you maybe um, let us, is, is Saba already participating yes. in this? Okay, so. Yeah. And Civic Thread as well, I may mention. Oh, wonderful. Previously Walk Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. Uh, Commissioner Hodel. Maybe I don't understand residential bicycle parking, but it would seem to me that the person from our group should be on the commercial industrial mixed use working group. My thought was around the residential um, for apartment buildings could be really uh, helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but that's as yeah. that makes sense. Yep. Apartments, townhomes, that sort of thing. Cancel. All right. Well, I am chair, and if no one else was <laughs> going to volunteer themselves, um, I, I'm really interested in this. This is. Oh, you put. Your, yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm interested also, but I don't want to take your place if you're sincerely. Can't wait to participate. <laughs> She's giggling. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I do complain to Jennifer a lot about parking, so <laughs> it seems appropriate. Um, so, yeah, I will volunteer myself. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I I think if, if you have need in the residential, happy to participate in that, but also do feel pretty strongly about the other group as well. So um, I, I'll leave it up to your discretion on whether or not it's okay for me to participate in both. Thank you. Thank you so much. You need a motion. Oh, I do. We're not done yet. You need a motion and a second. Okay, so. Commissioner Hodel. If, if there's a second position for the other, the residential, then I would volunteer for that one. If you can take two different people on two different working groups. And I would like to defer to the city attorney at this moment just because the motion that's in the agenda is just for one member to one oh, okay. group. So I would defer city attorney. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure I have to check with your a full time uh, city attorney, but I'm pretty sure you, you you can staff can modify as they please, whatever the whatever it needs. I defer to uh, what the commission wishes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, it's a, yeah, um, yeah. I think it, I think it would uh, be helpful, and it's good to know that we also have uh, Commissioner Banks participating as well. So, bike community is strongly represented, I think, in this project. Well, I move to nominate uh, Chair Dor Westbrook, and if it is possible to have a second person, um, uh, Commissioner Hodel. To this to this body, Commissioner Hunt. Happy to second. Wonderful. So I have a motion from Commissioner Hopt and a second from Commissioner Granville. Will the clerk please call the roll for a vote? 
Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Hodel? Aye. Commissioner Harris? Aye. Commissioner Gibson? Aye. Commissioner Rowe? Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez is absent. Commissioner Hopps? Aye. Commissioner Brassel? Aye. Vice Chair Granville? Aye. Commissioner Lee? Aye. Commissioner Banks is absent. And Chair Dewar Westbrook? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Great. Thank you. Great. This is probably one of our quicker meetings. I'm very proud of everybody today. <laughs> All right. So our next item is item number five, Active Transportation Commission Log Discussion. Uh, is there a staff presentation? Yes, there is. Take it away. Hello. Good evening, commissioners. Jeff Gelsma, Department of Public Works, Transportation Planner, and also ATC staff. Um, this item is to discuss the, uh, the commission log and pass a motion to add or remove any items that the commission doesn't want to have on the log. Um, confirm new sponsors for items that currently do not have a commissioner sponsor or one that's sitting on the commission and adopt the transportation log. So the current commission log um, for, for context, sorry, notes are a little wonky. Um, the, uh, the log format was developed um, after commissioner comments and discussion in the February 2022 um, ATC meeting. So each log item must be sponsored by a commissioner along with four criteria that were required to place an item on the log, which includes the item title, the question to be answered, how does it relate to the commission duties and powers, and then how does it respond to the ATC equity statement. Um, in addition to those four criteria, we also added the date added and then the status of the item. Um, items that have been completed are removed from the log. So just a quick reminder of the log process um, and how to add items to the log. So commissioners can in introduce an item in the commission comments um, at the end of the meeting. And then um, after that, the commissioner will send an email or a notification to commission staff with those four criteria that I listed earlier. And then the item will be on the subsequent meeting log under, under consent. So then once it's um, approved under consent, then the earliest possible um, presentation for that item would be that subsequent month. So if we um, put up a log item tonight, you could possibly have a presentation in October. And then for should an item necessi necessitate more expediency, rather than waiting for the commission item um, comments and questions, a commissioner may ask to remove the commission log from the consent agenda and um, take a separate motion. So the commissioner may request the addition of an item for immediate consideration and approval by motion. So then the motion would need to reflect that it's being approved as revised during the meeting. So you could pull the consent item in theory in August. We didn't have none consent this month. And then it could potentially be on um, for presentation the next month. So um, for the purpose of tonight's discussion, a number of items in the log need some updates, including the following. So for the construction detour policy, we should remove commissioner sponsor Ward Waller. She's no longer on the commission. For the implementation of the statement of equity, um, there's currently 
Commissioner Buenrostro as the sponsor, so we need to confirm a new sponsor for that item, as well as um, that sponsor would need to lead a presentation, hopefully for the discussion of that at the ATC. Next would be the opportunities with, within Aggie Square project to improve active tra transportation. And so we just need a new sponsor for that. I believe it's Buenrostro for that as well. And then um, the analysis of gaps in the bicycle pathways and public transportation connectivity across the city. We just need to confirm a new sponsor for that. So those are the four, like, we need to make an action on it. Um, by no means is that all of the, we, it's up to you and your discussion tonight whether or not you wanted to do more with the log. But those we need to make some action on tonight. And then, um, so for the, for the purpose of discussion, I um, included these two questions. Are there items on the log that we should be removed? And then, is there a commissioner who wishes to sponsor items that do not currently have a commissioner sponsor? That's it, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. Thank you. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? And is it, uh, Commissioner Hodel, is that an old hand or a new one? Yeah, old. old, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, I have a couple things I can just start off with. Oh, and then I'm seeing others. Okay, <laughs> I'll make it quick. Uh, first one, for construction D-Shore policy, I would love to sponsor that. Great. Uh, so, unless anyone else feels passionately about it. Um, I think there was that, and... There was one other. Oh, just I think some of these items, so the analysis of gaps in bicycle pathways and public transportation connectivity across the city. I think when this item was proposed, uh, you all haven't started working on the Streets for People plan, and I personally feel like this is very similar to the work that you're doing um, with that effort. So I would propose that we take that off of the log, um, but if folks think that it addresses different questions, then... Uh, we can keep it on there. But there's some of these that I, I, they they made sense at the time when you weren't doing the work that you're doing now. So um, I do plan, or the Streets for People team do plan to come back to the ATC to yeah. address this very item when we have um, our phase two analysis of like the gaps. So uh, staff are planning on presenting on this item. Um, oh, okay. So we can there is no sponsor right okay, now. Okay, so we, okay, we need the sponsor then. For that one and um, I recall around the Aggie Square item that it's not really in our jurisdiction um, so I don't know if this um, particular item still makes sense or if there's been any changes in, in what you know the role the city ha does have I guess. Chair Dewar Westbrook you're actually accurate so Aggie Square is a uh, state UC Davis development project and therefore the city has no jurisdiction on its development or its impact to city right-of-way. So it's a little bit unusual and a little bit um, awkward for it to come before this commission. And so um, we could ask UC Davis to come give a presentation, but they're not required to, or it's not really part of the purview of this commission. Yeah, that one, I, yeah, I feel like it, we were kind of on the fence when it was added. Um, and then uh, for the implementation of the statement of equity, I believe prior to um, developing that, the previous commission received a presentation by um, cities, uh, I, I don't know their exact title, but 
um, staff that's leading um, equity work within the city of Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And I, I do think it would be helpful maybe for that staff person if they have the ability to come back and talk to our group um, about some of the work that the city is already doing. Um, so. I may ask a clarifying yeah. statement on that. Um, so the person who came is Amelie Zenzele Barnes, who is, um, I'm forgetting her exact title, um, but she leads um, the diversity work within the city. And, and I think that we would need to have a connection to the commission and the commission work. So if you want mm -hmm. um, Ami to come back to the commission, how specifically is it related to active transportation? I guess is the question that we'll ask you. Is, okay. Uh, because her work is mostly focused internally. Internal. Okay. Right. But there is, throughout the entire city, a lot of work that is being done around racial justice yeah. and equity. Uh, but it's um, not housed in one group or one person. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess I was just thinking like a like a, a level setting of like just getting everyone to understand all the work that the the city is doing um, prior to. Um, I guess, I will. The action item is how are we going to implement? I guess our statement. Yeah, so it's on us. So maybe we don't need a presentation. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, I should have thought that one through a little bit more. Um, okay, I see. Uh, um, is it Gibson or Rowe? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to quickly clarify. We do need a sponsor for the last item, the gaps in the bicycle network. Correct. If would, we want to keep it on the on the log, um, and then. Um, just for process-wise, would it be better to wait till the Streets for People plan um, would be ready to share or um, keep it on the log and so that the Streets for the People plan when the team is ready to uh, present the results of the network gaps um, independently? Uh, I don't know if I phrased that right, but um, I think I'm trying to say would it be better to keep the item on or not for making sure this item gets seen by us? I, I, I suppose that's up to the Commission. I guess my thought was the streets for like the streets for people plan is doing an analysis of the gaps. So that's why I was like, oh, I this kind of seems like we already know that street for people is going to come forward to our group. So then why do we need to ask for it to come forward to our group? It's how I was reading it, but maybe it's different. So yeah. Okay. So let's get rid of it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's just, yeah, we're already doing. Okay. Yeah, that that's my thought process at least. Um, okay, so maybe we don't need a sponsor for that one. Okay, so we've got, I've got the construction detour policy. Okay, implementation of the statement of equity. Is anyone currently on the commission interested in sponsoring this item? Of course. Um, I'm, I'm still a little confused about what the role of the sponsor is. Is it just a person who requests that that be added to the log, or are they leading the discussion? Are they? Um, yeah, so it depends on the way that I do. So like for the construction detour policy, that was a, an ask of us um, for that item. And we're not, we are not responsible for the work. The city is doing the work. With the implementation of the statement on equity, that was a statement that our commission wrote. So for this particular item, uh, any presentation would need to come from us. Similar to like when we did the status of walking and biking report, how we were kind of facilitating that conversation. Um, 
So yeah, for, for this one in particular, uh, the sponsor would be leading a conversation, um, not staff. All the other items typically, I think, so far are um, things that we're asking of staff or, or other people. Do you have any interest? I, th I feel that a little bit of a disconnect because I wasn't part of the crafting of statement of equity uh, when that was done. Um, but on, I had a question about the Aki Square uh, item. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. go for it. Yeah, keep going. Um, yeah, totally in the sense it's a private or it's a UC project. Um, I wonder, is it possible to talk about the traffic impacts around Aki Square um, that would affect active transportation? Um, and that would be kind of more in the city jurisdiction, or is that still a bit of a outside of our jurisdiction? Chair, uh, sorry, Commissioner Rowe, I uh, promoted you. Um, so any impacts from, from the development that is a state development are the responsibilities of the state to address, uh, not for the city to address. So those would be for UC Davis. So technically anything related to Aggie Square is outside the purview of this commission. While we can politely ask UC Davis to come give a presentation about the work that they're doing, the improvements they might be making in the public right away from the impacts from that, they are under no obligation um, because they are a state entity. And for those of you who don't know, uh, the city has no jurisdiction over state entities, whether it's UC Davis, whether it's the Caltrans headquarters. Um, uh, we cannot uh, implement our impact fees. We can't require them to do certain infrastructure improvements. Uh, we can always politely ask, um, but unlike a private development where we can entitle them and then require them to do some sorts of improvements, we can't for the, for the state. Um, so we can politely ask, but it's not technically under your purview, nor um, can you officially ask them to make improvements in the right of way. Can I ask another clarifying question? Sorry. Uh, so, uh, but the city does... I mean, they must consider the development's impact in their planning efforts around that neighborhood, or, or, or is that not kind of considered, I guess, in kind of long-term transportation planning efforts, you know? That is a difficult question to answer. We're aware, for example, let's say that um, Jennifer's University is going to open up a new downtown campus, and um, there is going to be 30,000 people on this campus. And my and then the university system says, well, we're going to have all of them are going to arrive by transit. We can say, well, that's like that's a great dream to have, but it's not likely reality, and we can comment on it. Um, but whether or not we don't have money to do improvements and we're not doing right. regular planning. So yeah. the fact that a campus is going within a community where I believe there's like 5,000 um, employees or jobs or, or students, um, it's not a guarantee that the city is able to make any infrastructure improvements. Right. We can forecast, and as part of their analysis, look at increased vehicular trips in the area, but that's probably the biggest threshold that we'll be looking at and not identifying any improvements based on that. Got it, thank you. Then I think we should remove this item if it's outside our purview. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Commissioner Harris. I have a clarifying question on the gap analysis. Um, 
understand that the Streets for People is an ongoing process. It's collecting data from the community. I had read this fourth item as being sort of the piece that might come beyond the, the Streets for People. That's collecting the data analysis, I would assume, would be the thing that would come after. Is that not the case? Or just not sure um, that the Streets for People process is exactly the same as the fourth item. Yeah, so the Streets for People will be an, an, analyzing the gaps in the, the current network, both bicycle and pedestrian, in, in terms of like the entirety of the active transportation network. So we'll be doing that. Okay. Yeah. Based on feedback from community that we're doing in phase one, um, and then phase two, we should be coming back to the ATC. Does sound like it's duplicative. I thought so. So, yeah. Okay. So I think you've gotten the direction... So we're going to remove the last two. I can I can summarize if you oh, want. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Chair Dewar Westbrook will sponsor the construction detour policy, um, motion to remove the gaps analysis in the log, motion to remove the UC, the UC Davis Aggie Square um, item from the log, and um, remove Commissioner Wardwaller from the construction detour. Um, there are other items on the log. I don't know if anyone else had any other comments about that. Yeah, the, the equity one. Um, so question, do we have to have, we have to have a sponsor, don't we? Yep. Okay, because to me that's like a, it's like a, it's a whole commission <laughs> uh, action, but we need to have a sponsor. Okay, well, um, if, we, if we need to have a sponsor and we don't, I'm happy to take, um, that spot for now. I would like to you know to hear from Commissioner Gonzalez and, and Banks maybe at the next meeting and and see if either of them had interest. Absolutely, um, you sincerely pull it off consent and then yeah discuss the item with them when they're present. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Um, did we need to have any further discussion around the log? Uh, Vice Chair Granville. Um, I want to add something to the log. Should I wait to the comments period like you mentioned, or should we, is that something to bring up now? Well, given that we're in a current discussion with the log, I believe you can bring it up now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, have noticed a lot of um, just traffic issues and uh, speed in alleyways. Uh, throughout Midtown and Downtown and like I walk every day and almost get hit by a car like every other day of people just like hauling out of the um, alleyways um, not stopping at the sidewalk and just going directly to the street um, so I would love to explore or understand kind of who has jurisdiction of those alleyways and what we can do about uh, getting people to slow down before they enter a crosswalk um, the other thing is I've noticed uh, several cities who have full plans around, and not to add more work to the city, but they have full plans around activating alleyways. Um, there are more houses being built in alleyways in Sacramento um, every day, and uh, it's not well lit or um, very safe for people to walk or access their front door even. Um, so I would love to hear more about um, what's possible there and uh, if we can make it safer for people to walk 
not only on the streets, but also in the alleyways itself. Great. You'll need to respond to, to yeah so we'll yeah. Just, <laughs> just want to just drill that home uh Sorry. you just need to respond to me at some point um with those four questions that i listened earlier just the title great um alleyway yeah. safety and <laughs> activation <Great. laughs> I love, love it, it. Um, and then uh those other three um like how does it relate to the commission powers and duties statement of equity and um there was one more i can't remember you got it. Let me pull it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, the for question to be answered. What's in, that? In safe. Am I doing it now? Or oh no, you can you can email me oh, uh, later, okay. and then um, I will take those answers, put them into the log, and then you'll see it on the consent next month. Awesome. Okay, so. We do need to vote on this. Do I need to repeat? I recommend that we provide clarity for the motion so that when we go <laughs> sure. back, I can we do know that. what we're talking about. I was taking, I was taking notes. Okay. <laughs> I have it. Um, so the action item tonight is to um, chair Dua Westwick will be the sponsor of the construction detour policy as well as the equity of statement, e equity of statement of equity. And then remove the gaps analysis and remove the UC Davis Aggie Square. And add the log item from Vice Chair Grenville. Great. Thank you for recapping. Uh, Commissioner Hodel. So I move that we accept what he just said. <laughs> I second what he just said. <laughs> okay. All right. So I have a motion by Commissioner Hodel and a second by Commissioner Harris. Will the clerk please call the roll for a vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Hodel? Aye. Commissioner Harris? Aye. Commissioner Gibson? Aye. Commissioner Rowe? Aye. Commissioner Gonzalez is absent. Commissioner Hopt? Aye. Commissioner Brassel? Aye. Vice Chair Granville? Aye. Commissioner Lee? Aye. Commissioner Banks is absent. And Chair Dewar Westbrook. Aye. Thank you. The motion passes. Great. Thank you so much. Oh, you're here for our next item, I believe. <laughs> it is <laughs> okay. I. Yeah. So next item tonight is item number six, Active Transportation Commission 2023 Annual Report. Take it away. Great. Good evening. Jeff Chalzma, Transportation Planner. I'm here to discuss the 2023 Active Transportation Annual Report. So the ATC has seven powers and duties, um, including number seven, which I will highlight, which is to annually report to and make recommendations to the mayor and council regarding the status of walking and biking, as well as this, the activities of the commission. So chapter 17 of the City of Sacramento Council Rules of Procedure states that each city advisory body, which the ATC is, shall provide an annual report for review by the personnel and public employees, the PNPE subcommittee of the city council. So at a minimum, each report must contain the following, which is the enacting code, the list of members, the list of staff, the purpose and powers and duties of the body, um, highlights and accomplishments, 
resources needed to support the body, as well as project priorities and objectives for the upcoming year. So staff have created a report um, that contains the above, and then we use the recommendations from the 2022 annual report as a starting point, point for discussion and priorities and objectives of the commission for next year. So the general process of the annual report is as follows. So tonight, we will talk, discuss the draft 2023 annual report. And um, we will have this as a standing discussion item through November so that you all can discuss it in public and that we can actually come to a final conclusion on what that final report looks like. Um, and then once we have reached a consensus on that report, um, we can pass a motion to forward that report to the PNPE so that they can um, hear the report. And then uh, once PNPE approve it and forward it to city council, then the annual report can be presented to full city council. So uh, this will be a standing discussion item through November at least. And then um, we could possibly be at PNPE in January or February and then have the annual report at city council sometime in 2024. So these are the nine recommendations from uh, last year's annual report. Um, and like I said, I included them in the annual report for this year as a starting point for discussion. So these are some discussion items um, for tonight. Do the nine recommendations reflect the priorities and objectives of the commission for the 2024 recommendations? And um, are there any other highlights or accomplishments that the commission would like to include in the draft report that I may have missed? So what I included in terms of the highlights were all the different items that we discussed so far this year. And that's it. Awesome, thank you so much. Uh, clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips on this item uh, from those in chambers, and I have no hands raised online. Thank you. Uh, are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item? Uh, Vice Chair Granville. Thank you. Um, I just want to um, emphasize the timeline and making sure that we make these recommendations to, or that they get to council while the budget is being developed, especially if we're going to ask for additional funding be dedicated to active transportation projects. Um, so that I just want to make sure that our timeline aligns with that. Um, and then want to double emphasize the financial request to council. And I'm excited about this going to council next week and that we can um, make it more of a priority for, for the city. Um, be really great to see funds be dedicated in the general um, budget. Uh, Commissioner Lee? Yeah, thank you. Um, so sort of going off of what Melissa was just saying, I've been thinking a lot about the project that we talked about a while ago. This gets to this point, I promise. But um, I think it was on Florin Road, and there was an HSIP grant application for it, right? So Highway Safety Improvement Program on our local Florin Road, um, right? Um, and that that was just, I've been thinking a lot about how that's an unfortunate uh, 
Well, and the, the point that we needed pedestrian fencing in the middle of the median because it was an HLIP project, requirements of the grant um, required this sort of hostile pedestrian infrastructure in order to satisfy the checkboxes of this external grant funding from, I think it's, it's a federal grant source, right? Um, maybe state, but the, the point is someone else is pulling, has those purse strings and the financial aspect of asking council for more funding so that the city can control what pro, pro, projects it's doing, what it's focusing on, and then even what those look like down to having pedestrian fencing or not, if that could have been landscaping. Um, the city didn't get to make that choice based on its own perhaps policy priorities in the general plan or, or transportation plans because of the policy decision that the council has made in its budget that requires our transportation department to go to these external sources. So um, I hope that makes sense. I've been thinking, stewing on this for a long time. Um, but this financial aspect and this financial ask is really important so that we can get the types of projects, even how we want them on the ground, um, and not be holden to these highway funds for our local streets um, and then all of the things that come along with that and we have to grapple with the fact that we don't want fencing but it is what it is because we aren't spending our own dollars so those own do the, the the funding that we can get from our city um, that lets us expedite these projects and have them look like we want them to look is really really important for making this community uh, more attractive for walking and biking that is my soapbox so Thank you. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Gibson. Uh, I'll just be brief. I just really want to second your point. When I'm at community association meetings and they say, we've been trying to fix Northgate Boulevard ever since Northgate Boulevard got built. Yeah. And then when these, uh, when city staff says, the most likely outcome of it getting fixed for this central street is in the next 15 years. Well, I have an eight-month-old son. He just turned eight, yesterday, eight months yesterday. And that means when he's in high school and maybe if we get the funding. And so the lack of funding that the city can control um, really harms our communities. And secondly, from a, one of the earlier discussions that at being a commissioner, uh, Jennifer Dolan brought up that we one reason why our grant proposals might be less competitive is a lower matching funds. And so more discretionary funds, I think, would also help make um, grant applications more competitive. Commissioner Harris, and just want to remind everyone, so we, any kind of like changes that we want, we need to be explicit in this meeting so that staff can then go back and make those changes because we're not doing subcommittees anymore. So yeah. like, literally anything you want, yeah. like this is our subcommittee. So yeah. I, I really appreciate everyone's comments, we, but we are going to get to the point where it's like, change this photo, do that. Like we have to do that all here. So just a reminder, uh, Commissioner Harris. Yeah, I, I think this will be maybe a, a good transition. Um, hearing that our number one priority is number one, uh, I suggest we be very targeted in what we put forward and that we are specific in our requests. Increase funding for everything we cover is not very motivating or easy to implement. Um, it is not a request that somebody can just go do um, and that we could be, if we have a specific thing we want to see happen, that we put it down specifically versus the broad, it's just not enough 
and um, the answer will always be we know and nothing happens. Um, I would also back that up with the more controversial potentially topic that we get rid of half the items because having nine items means that they're all just, it's a very, very long list. It's very hard to take any one of them and prioritize it, even if we have a number one at the top of that list. Thanks. Thank you. Do you have any recommendations for how we can be more specific? I, we allude to the fact that the city is potentially pursuing a, a measure to help fund transportation. Um, we could, you know, look at the city's budget and where the money is going currently and as a commission make a recommendation of where we think. But just wanted to know if you have any other thoughts. Um, I think that we, and I'm new to this commission, so um, a lot more experience here. Um, I think there's two things I've heard. One would be based on specific locations or types, right? Even saying biking or or walking is awfully broad because that could be anything. But if we had a specific thing like Commissioner Gibson's, you know, Northgate Boulevard or specific locations that we want to highlight as being, um, I think perhaps picking a location is too controversial. We want to pick a type of location, such as high boulevards that need additional funding um, for the purposes. And this would be the other piece that perhaps we do a, a hook um, to ask for a set aside um, to for matching grants. You know, really putting in that idea that, you know, selling it, we're trying to leverage money. We'd like you to put some money aside so that um, the Transportation Commission can be more competitive with money in hand and not have to ask for it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. I think the challenges that the city did, the transportation priority plan, where they have already prioritized locations. Um, so I don't want I personally don't know if I want us to be saying to do something different than all the work that they already put in with community to develop that list of projects. Um, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, maybe being um, specificity is helpful. Uh, and <laughs> we kind of struggled on this last year of like how, you know, how do we say we want more but then don't take from others because we didn't want, you know, people to, you know, there to be conflict there so we can kind of I don't know, left it with the measure, but we need to be um, more specific. I, I agree with that for this year's report. Um, Commissioner Lee. Oh, this way. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I'm back. Um, I, I guess I'll kind of, there are a few items in here that when I'm looking through them, I'm offering my revisions in, in real time, so bear with me a little bit, but a few of these I would personally, like I mentally nest them together. So increased funding for active transportation, a speed management program would presumably be funded by increased funding for active transportation. Um, I mean, I think of those similarly, increased bike parking, you need more money and funding to increase bike par parking. Um, a slow and active streets program, like also is sort of in that mix. Um, so there might be like a, Maybe it's not a five word ask for number one, but something that says like, you know, we rattle off a couple things that are, we want done with increased funding. Um, but then I also have a couple of questions. And one is around a measure that you mentioned, Ali, and is, 
I'm curious to hear a little bit more about what that is um, and if that's measure A or something else. Um, but, and then the one was, uh, I guess, a little bit about, I've heard tonight a bit of co conversation or allusion to the scope of this, is, this committee is, or commission is active transportation and we shall not go without those boundaries. And in my mind, a lot of things relate to active transportation. I take a big tent definition to what active transportation is and what impacts it. Um, you know, like, so I'm curious where are, I, one, about like why are that boundary conversation seems pretty strict in a firm line, and then also what we can do within, how we, I don't know, a question about the boundary of what, of active transportation and what we can think about being included in that. A three-parter, if that, if anyone kept track. One is. And I'm not entirely, like, I don't know all the details, but I have heard discussions from mostly advocates um, that are interested in pursuing a, a citywide measure. So it, but um, I, city, well, or, yeah, it could be either, or I think they're waiting for the results of an STA uh, survey right now. So that's on the measure. Um, I'm not aware of the city's involvement in that, but, um, yeah. So that would bring more money. And then your next one around maybe lumping. I think yes and no. I, I, I think this is why it's going to be helpful that we're working in partnership with city staff to develop this. So maybe we could get a better understanding of how. Yeah. Think like, like yes. Well, and so I guess I, I saw number one as like, building active transportation infrastructure, so like more money to actually build the projects. But I guess in the speed management program, they also are doing, you know, some of that with like speed humps and other things. And like the um, quick build program. Yeah. Um, should I be looking at Jeff for clarification or? Or in terms of the language and the In, in terms report? of, yeah. Uh, you certainly could do something like what you mentioned in terms of nesting and like you could be like increase funding for active transportation then like put bullets underneath like this much for this program and this much for this, sorry, this much for that program. Um, that could certainly be a way to like consolidate without necessarily losing anything. Um, just a suggestion. Yeah. I think that's a great suggestion. And yeah, it, it, I, we don't really give a specific number of what we're asking for in last year. We just say we want more, and we're not doing that. So yeah, I like the idea of maybe consolidating the financial asks into one item and then providing a specific amount. Um, and so maybe it would be helpful if, if you know um, we had some homework <laughs> after this meeting to go and look at other cities and see what um, contribution they are providing to active transportation um, and look for hopefully cities that are similar size and population than ours. I think it's really helpful um, to do that. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm open to that, that idea to kind of consolidate and provide a, a specific number that we're asking for in uh, this, this report. Uh, Commissioner Rill. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree, and um, I think the funding is the paramount uh, <laughs> recommendation here. Um, I agree with Commissioner um, Harris and 
that. I think, to me, what, uh, what what's important about the funding is finding a dedicated fund source that, or a dedicated revenue specifically for active transportation because we're not trying to suggest that we want something else taken away from city budget for active transportation. So if we're not suggesting that, then we are suggesting that we have to increase revenue elsewhere. Um, so whether that's like explicitly supporting a citywide or countywide measure, but I think, I think we should be pretty explicit in that we, we are supportive of raising revenue through whatever means to, and have a specific set aside for active transportation so that there is a uh, more um, of a baseline budget that the city um, puts aside for this purpose. Um, and I also support kind of, nesting, of the nesting idea. I also think for some of these, like the pilot and e-bike library, that is like something we have started to do, I think, in the Colonial Heights Library Program, right? So maybe also maybe reframing some of these if, to recognize the progress that we have achieved uh, to a certain extent and say, you know, we continue to support and um, ex promote e-bike incentives um, just to update kind of and recognize the, the progress the city staff has already kind of um, made on these fronts. Yeah, those are those great, and that that came up in the PNPE presentation. Um, the fact that you know the city already does have like a bike library that they're starting. Um, so, and and in that presentation, I was explicit. We want more bikes. Um, the city of Oakland has hundreds of bikes available in their e-bike lending library, and I think we have about ten or fifteen. So, I think yeah, providing numbers uh, wherever possible, I think is going to be um, really useful, helpful. Um, Commissioner Hopped. So having adopted Commissioner Gibson's recommend, recommended comments to the draft 2040 general plan update, should we also consider adding some of these to our recommendations to the council? Uh, one in particular I think is I think we should aspire to doing away with drive throughs And, I, and I, I definitely like the recommendation of, of more, more street closures, and I think those are, I, I think those are things that uh, we ought to bring to bring more attention uh, to the council on those matters. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Uh, Commissioner Harris. I like the idea of the nesting, um, and we are an advisory board. Um, we bring issues from the community that we see that we have heard to um, the city council for their awareness. Um, sometimes, as we are aware uh, here, um, in enhancements to road safety and um, what we see as enhancements to our community by adding uh, bike paths and sidewalks um, may take um, may just get lost in the shuffle of city business. Like That's just the reality. I think that nesting with some very popular ideas, not increased funding, here's some ideas, what they're all increased funding, right? I would suggest that we rally around a few topics from what's up there, and I know we've had some other conversations. Some themes are um, traffic control, pedestrian safety, and bicycle enhancements, and those are things that are popular. Those are things that resonate with people and the bullets underneath of these specific topics that we want to highlight um, 
would be how they could be done. And if we can provide an estimate, um, we could include that as well. Commissioner Gibson. And if we want to go into specifics, especially around um, traffic calming and speed management program, um, one question I have, and I would like clarification, um, red light cameras, um, automatic ticket issuing, is that, um, I, I'm not sure who runs that. Um, mind if you just first clarify that before I put that as a recommendation or suggest it be a recommendation. Commissioner Gibson, so the city has, was a nine-ish red light cameras in the city that is actually run by the county. It's part of a county agreement that we have. It's an it's a um, it's a very expensive program to run, um, and we strive to find ways to, to fund it. Um, so we have a, a nine-ish. I'm not 100% sure on the number. I, we had a presentation on this recently, but the numbers escape me. Um, we do not have when um, there are speed cameras also, which are not legal in California, and so we don't have any of those. So they are legal in other states. To answer your question. Uh, yeah, and I also want to follow up. Are the red light cameras revenue positive? No. Okay, thank you. Any other thoughts? May I weigh in just yes. quickly? Uh, <laughs> and just an overview, and this is your, your item and, and your your... Uh, what you wish to see in your recommendations to council. But a lot of discussion has been around funding. And so I think it would be helpful to the policymakers, which is city council, if you're making a recommendation around funding, that you look at the funding programs that are currently in existence at the city. So I recommend that you look at the current capital improvement program, um, which is a very large document. There's a chapter for transportation. And in that, in the beginning part of it, it describes the different funding revenues that come in and big picture how they are spent. So just to get an, an, an idea of how that money works, because we currently have a sales tax measure that we use for match and for smaller spot improvements like stop signs and crosswalks that don't require big curb ramps. Um, because you'll get a, I think it'll help set a bit of a perspective of how things operate and how money is organized at the city around transportation. So I encourage you all, you just go to the city website and search capital improvement program. You'll find it. Thank you. Also, the format of this report was something that I just created, um, and by no means is something that we have to stick to. Um, a lot of the pictures and photos that I used were ones that we had on hand, and our photo gallery or repertoire is not super current. So if you all have photos you'd like to include, et cetera, we can also do that to make it yeah. really pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do have a, we had a photo, I feel like. My suggestion was a group photo. Uh, we had had taken one a while ago, but we've had new commissioners yeah, since then. So if we one. have a full commission next month, I recommend that we take a photo. <laughs> I, I love that idea. That. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I think that would, yeah, I think that would be great. Um, yeah, some photos from 2023 would be awesome within the report. I also think it would be um, maybe a nice addition to have like a page for each district to maybe highlight some of the different projects or improvements um, that have happened over the year um, or just, you know, anything active transportation related. So maybe um, if there was a community meeting that was really successful or, you know, um, um, a walk to school day event or something that we could highlight from each of the districts could be a, a good addition and, um, yeah, just add to the report. 
Um, okay, I think I see your hand. My thought was because the timing of when our last report uh, was completed to when it's actually getting in front of council, instead of spinning our wheels, do we kind of want to see how the August 29th meeting goes, see how receptive the council is to our recommendations and the type of comments that I get um, while presenting, and, and then maybe go from there? Um, just, just a thought, because, yeah. I mean, you'll see how they respond to how we did our report last time, but um, until we hear from all of them, not really. I'm, I'm still kind of forming, like, what, what new information, because they haven't fully responded to, you know, what we've already recommended. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> okay, I was like, <laughs> it's like I'm telling you what I want you to do, but not, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. I, I was going to second that, that that would be a great idea, and that it also gives a context to participate, or um, even in a passive role in that meeting by thinking, what improvements do you think could be made? What are you hearing that might be compelling um, in our next report? Wonderful idea. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that would be really helpful. And then if you haven't watched the PNPE meeting um, where we presented back in, what was that, June? Um, there was some great comments there as well. So um, I wanted to, you know, definitely review that prior to going to council, but then also just in this new iteration kind of incorporate what we were hearing from them. Um, everyone seemed to be in support of active transportation, so I don't think that's an issue that we have at our city, thankfully, um, but the lack of funds surely is. So I think that's where we need to put the most attention. Um, is there any other comments? Uh, before we close the item out, I just want to confirm, I will not touch the annual report until next month after we have seen what happens at city council later this month. That would be my yes. Okay. I did take good notes, though. <laughs> so um, I can incorporate this conversation at some point. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was like, live editing a document is, is new. So <laughs> good luck uh, with that. Okay. Um, I always mess up this part at the end. Okay. Uh, last item, I think. Uh, so it wasn't a vote? <clears throat> Commissioner comments first. Oh, Commissioner. Oh, kiss. Yes, 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 yes. All right. The next item is member comments, ideas, questions, and meeting slash conference report. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak? Uh, Vice Chair Granville. Uh, I just have a plug for the Saba social ride uh, that's going to take place on Sunday, uh, meeting at 9 o'clock. Um, at Old Soul Weatherstone. Uh, and then we'll be riding over to Township 9. And um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a nice day. Hot a little bit, but yeah. Thanks for the plug. Uh, Commissioner Hodel? I have an invitation for four of you. <laughs> Don't all rush at once. Um, Sunday, October 1st, um, I am going to lead a ride in North Natomas that looks at some of our bicycle infrastructure. Um, 
we will, I can send you the details via email if you want to be a part of this. It's a 16-mile ride. It looks at the positives and also some of the shortcomings and gaps in our North Natomas uh, trail system. Uh, Melissa Meng and, and other JIBE staff members could be there also, will, will be there. And uh, there are great handouts with, um, with some great visuals of projects that are coming. Signage for the Jackrabbit Trail, for example, is coming. Um, uh, also, a new, a new crossing on the trail that is an improvement over what's there now. Uh, but we'll also identify some of the issues um, with uh, bicycling and using the trails in North Natomas. That would apply to um, all the districts. There will be two rest stops, actually. The first one is uh, uh, pretty quick into the ride. It's sponsored uh, by Co Council Member Lisa Kaplan's office. And the second one will be a short stop at the Jibe office. So we have a couple of special stops for you. A good handouts with visuals. Um, and I'm also hoping that this is like a total success that one of you or some of you will want to replicate a form of this ride in your district. And I'd be more than happy to work with you on it or lead the ride or whatever you need. Um, I, I would like to know about what's going on in your districts. And so we'll start out by inviting you to District 1 and taking a look at one portion of District 1. The, the portion that has a lot of infrastructure already, because there are other parts of District 1 that um, it is not equitable. So, But you're invited. Let me know. Only five of us can go. So uh, I, I will also provide afterwards if, for, if, for, if that the six through whatever the number is uh, want to go, I'll I can provide you with... Um, the whole route plus the information after the fact. And you can do it on your own. Or I'll lead the ride again. <laughs> For the other half? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sounds like an incredible event. Uh, Commissioner Gibson. Um, sorry to again have not so incredible uh, things to share. Um, there were at least three people who have died um, who were pedestrians or cyclists uh, since our last meeting in the city's. Uh, in the city proper, uh, Grace Contreras, uh, mother, 37 years old, she was walking for family at Richards Boulevard and Jim Boom Street on July 9th. Um, then a few days ago on August 14th, uh, Ivan Biuko, um, late at night, uh, he was 37, uh, near the Florin and Stockton Boulevard intersection. And then it, and most unfortunately, even just today, early morning, around 5 a.m. on Richards Boulevard, next Burka Drive, a cyclist, name hasn't been released to the public, was um, uh, hit with a hit and run and uh, died, unfortunately. Um, and another thing I do want to bring up uh, from hearing from some of my uh, community members in District 3, um, the Streets for the People program um, doesn't include parts of District 3 as one of the areas of the site study. However, there are neighborhoods such as Garland and Northgate, which are identified as historically disadvantaged um, through uh, SB 535. Um, some of my community members were uh, frustrated to not be included in that. Uh, they wanted me to express that. However, I do was also wish to thank Leslie Mansiba, who has uh, since offered to do a presentation for Streets for the People um, in the Garland Northgate community um, since responding to those concerns. So I um, need to express that, but also thank uh, the response for that. Thank you. 
Uh, thank you, Commissioner Gibson, and I appreciate you bringing to light um, just how much work the city still has to do to, to ensure that no one uh, continues to lose their life on our transportation facilities. Um, so it's hard to follow that one. Uh, the, the last um, item is, is public comments, matters not on the agenda. Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on public comments, matters not on the agenda? Thank you, Chair. I do have one member of the public in chambers, um, and I have no hands raised online. Uh, our speaker tonight is Andrew. Hello. Uh, my name is Andrew Basold. I'm a uh, new resident here in the city of Sacramento. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to live here so far. I come to you from um, all the way on the other side of the country. I came here from the Philadelphia area, originally born and raised in uh, New Jersey. Um, I also happen to be a professional in active transportation playing, and that is what brings me here to this great state of California. Um, sadly, there was nothing for me to do back east. Uh, California is, again, leading the way um, in active transportation, uh, not just with planning, but with uh, you know, trying to get real results and facilities into the ground. Um, I've only been here for a couple months. Uh, I am living car-free currently at the moment. Um, and as a professional, I've um, had a couple quick observations I'd just like to make. Uh, I'm quite sure you've heard a lot of these things. Oh, boy, only that long, huh? <laughs> um, all right, uh, quickly, uh, daylighting of intersections. Shocked that it's an issue here. In the state of New Jersey, you cannot park within 50 feet of a stop sign, 50 feet of a traffic light, or 25 feet within a crosswalk. I see people constantly parked in the crosswalks, blocking crosswalks. Um, same with the location of stop signs. They are so far over to the right that they are no longer in the cone of vision. Um, uh, and a lot of them are blocked by overgrown trees and shrubbery to the point that they're totally obscured, and I'm finding this to be a large percentage, like over 25, 30%. Um, and my suggestion is bulb outs everywhere. Uh, get rid of those center traffic islands, the center, uh, because the only thing they do is they push cars into cyclists as they come out. I think if you bulbed out everything, you could push uh, poorly parked cars away from the intersections, better daylight the intersections, um, place the stop signs at the bulb outs, and um, yeah, I was hoping you'd give me a little bit more time than two minutes. <laughs> so, but can I keep, can I continue? Uh, I don't want to keep you here all night. I mean, I'd only need like two I'm more. I'm going to talk with you after the meeting. I think we do have to limit. The uh, yeah, council rules of procedure is what we go by, and uh, that allows for two minutes uh, per public member for comment. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same. I have. Quite other suggestions for you yes. and things thank that I wish that, you know, I could bring up. Um, again, I am a professional in the industry, so. All right, well, thank you. Thank you for your comments this evening, sir. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, really appreciate uh, you coming, and welcome to Sacramento. We're really happy to have you. Um, I think you provided some, some great recommendations for us. Um, yeah, I, my, my neighborhood actually recently received some daylighting improvements, and it, it's been great. So um, I, I second the need to have that all across the city. Um, be happy to chat with you more uh, after the meeting. Um, but other than that, if there is no other, oh, I do have a hand. Uh, Commissioner Hall. Just real briefly, yeah. um, this, uh, this obviously is not the first time daylighting has come up. Dan Allison brought that to us years ago. 
Um, are we making progress on, on daylighting more intersections? Commissioner Hopps, we are. So uh, if you remember, Megan Carter came. Uh, she's a supervising traffic engineer, and she gave a presentation on daylighting of intersections. Um, we are moving forward as funding allows and as we get notices of issues. Um, we have 3,000 lane miles in the city, two traffic engineers, five transportation planners, so there's only so much that staff can do. I also want to make sure that the commission and the members of the public are aware of AB 413. Uh, sponsored by Assemblymember Lee, who has a bill for daylighting at intersections. And so the city of Sacramento is following that, uh, along with many of the cities in California. So we're actively watching and seeing how that bill moves forward. What's, what's the number again? AB413. Great, thank you. Assembly Bill 413. Yeah, thank you for adding that. And then we also previously received um, a presentation or we're made aware that the city's gonna be updating its street design standards. So that is, I think, something that um, someone like yourself would be really interested in, and, and that item will be coming back to our commission, I believe. Chair Dewar Westbrook, absolutely. So we're updating uh, section 15 of our street design standards. We are in the process of negotiating with the consultant to bring them on board to help us with that effort. My guess is that it'll be coming before this commission in the winter, spring. Fantastic. Takes a while to contract. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> if we do spot an intersection where we think daylighting is called for, should we just bring that to 311? Is that probably the best way to do it? Commissioner Hopp, that is the best way to do it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And post pictures and give praise to the city for doing it. So, <laughs> awesome. Okay, I think with that, uh, that concludes tonight's meeting. Thank you, everyone. Um, we had a great discussion, and it's just the start of our, our next report. So. Appreciate everyone being here tonight.